Award-winning writer and director Steven Spielberg finds inspiration from his childhood for his latest film. And every single scene is masterfully shot and well acted, but there's a warning woven throughout the entire movie that we'll explore. We're talking about the Fablemans on this episode of the Finding Good Podcast with Kevin and Milton. to another episode of the Finding Good Podcast. I'm Kevin. I'm Milton. Yeah, and uh, we're just two guys who watch movies and we love to dive deep and talk about the themes and you know maybe relate it to our lives, hopefully your life a little bit. So uh, we're excited to talk about one of my favorite directors, Steven Spielberg. Yep. He's back with a new kind of arty film. He, he yeah. does these two different films. Sure. Um, obviously, he's an amazing director, writer, huge um, fil- filmography. That's Is that right. The right word. Well, well done. Right. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> your your favorite in the filmography. It's hard if if I'm gonna go like just feel good movie. Uh, I like uh, E. T. Okay. Right. But if I'm gonna go like a little bit grittier, deeper with with uh. Just mind-blowing stuff. Minority yeah. Report. Oh, okay. So All right. I love those two movies. Well, mine is um, Jurassic Park. Okay. And probably Ready Player One. Oh, Ready like, Player One's great. Wasn't, it was so good. So, so great. Um, and uh, I'll go with you with Minority Report. I also liked War of the, War, War of the Worlds. Yeah. Like his, it's the hard Tom to say, War, but easy War to watch. With Tom Cruise. So we looked at, we were kind of looking up here um, before we started on okay. movies that Steven Spielberg has done. Okay. And like Indiana Jones. Oh, great. Um, Munich. Munich uh, is awesome. Yeah, the Goonies. Goonies. Gremlins. Goonies. Gremlins is great. I don't know if I can trust this list. <laughs> Why not? Because you pointed out. Oh, Goldmember. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's no way. Steven you don't Spielberg. Think, no. You don't think he was just a little bit? No. 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 That's that's an error. Oh, uh, call a Google. To me. <laughs> fix that. Austin Powers. No. I don't think anything. <laughs> so I'm not sure I can trust that list no. at large. <laughs> a lot of good stuff. We are going to talk. Um, some spoiler alerts here. Yeah. So if you haven't seen the movie The Fablemans, I don't know if we can ruin it really that much because this was just a very well-scripted, well-acted, well-directed yeah. movie. No explosions. <laughs> no. <laughs> no major. Well, there were some explosions, but it, it it made sense in the movie. Yeah. Because the main character, who supposedly is, is a representation of Steven Spielberg himself, okay. is a young man who falls in love with film from a very young age. Mm-hmm. And he starts making his own films, and you know, the, like he has that World War II movie where they uh-huh. have these little. See, I'm explosions. not the only one. You have trouble saying it too. <laughs> yeah. World, World War II <laughs> movie, and you know they use like, right, like yeah. little explosions and, and in the movie. But um, it's it's if you like film, you're gonna like this film, and it's loosely, maybe more than loosely. Um, based on Steven Spielberg's own life okay. and how he grew up. Well, I went into this kind of cold. I knew I knew it was, that's about all I knew. Okay. Is that it, it was based on Steven Spielberg's childhood. But I'm like, how much? Like, is this a biography? Is he just making up a story about himself? That's kind of weird. Um, and I, I remember looking at you at the very end of the movie going, I instantly want to see an interview with Steven. <laughs> right. And then I never watched it. <laughs> well, so, so did you happen to dive? Yeah, so I dove a little deep into it. So the basic premise of the story is that this young man, um, through his love of film and the experience of his parents' 
a marriage falling apart. Um, it's, it's, that's basically the arc of his story and how he deals with that. So Steven Spielberg's parents did get divorced okay. when he was, uh, I believe, 19. Wow. And um, that was a big part. In fact, if you uh, the interview I was reading about was that you see in a lot of Steven Spielberg's film, there's an absent father presence right, yeah. in it. You have you have it in Close Encounters, you have it in Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, sure. and there are other films like that. And that is a reflection of him and his estranged relationship with his father. Interestingly mm-hmm. enough, in the movie The Fablemans, again, spoiler alert here, okay? In the movie The Fablemans, the main character discovers that his mom is having an affair mm-hmm. with the dad's best friend through him making film. Steven Spielberg discovered that too, not in the same exact way, but at 16, he knew Mm. what was going on, but he always blamed his dad for it. He always blamed his dad for for it, and that's why he didn't really come back to his dad in a good relationship until many, many years later. Uh, so that part is true. The part of them owning a monkey is true. They did have a monkey at one point <laughs> well, in their family. Right. He did have two sisters. Yeah. Uh, that that he and the final scene where he meets with that famous director, and the director right. with the eye patch. Yeah. Exactly how it was filmed really? in the movie. That's exactly how it, and it was one of those big moments for him sure. in becoming a director. Love it. That's yeah. really cool. There's another movie that's out right now, totally unrelated to what we're to, what we're talking about today. Okay, tangent alert. Yeah, it's um, it's the Weird Al Yankovic movie. Oh yeah, uh-huh. have I haven't seen, seen it yet. <laughs> Are we gonna do an episode on that? Oh, we one? should. <laughs> okay, but this was uh, this was Weird Al telling his own story uh-huh. in Weird Al ways. Oh, gotcha. So, okay, gotcha. so a spoof bloated. of his own life about spoofing. Yes. <laughs> okay. And it just gets more and more spoofier. Gotcha. And I, there was part of that going, okay, what am I watching? Because <laughs> is this true? Is this not true? Do I care? Do, oh, whatever. So anyway, yeah. it's, good to, it's good to hear some of that backstory. Yeah. Next time, we'll have Steven Spielberg in here and we'll just interview him. Uh, absolutely. We should have got I, I, You have his number? <laughs> That's right. Like a call one. <laughs> so, I mean, the, this... This theme that is woven throughout this is this boy who is chasing his passion. Right. And so what we're going to talk about today is the the dangers of chasing your passion. That doesn't sound very inspirational. <laughs> Worst <laughs> TED Talk ever. <laughs> because you know, well, <laughs> five ways that chasing your passion is the worst. <laughs> <laughs> well, because... He, the reason I like the the angle we're going on is because our society is mostly saying to people like, chase your passion, like yeah. be who you are, like what makes if you, you want, happy, what yeah. makes you happy, and do it. Which is fine. I'm not against that, but we have to go into these pursuits realistically, mm. knowing that you know chasing your passion doesn't just happen, and you don't just make it all happen, and all of a sudden you're a billionaire because. You know, you you created the one thing that the world needed. Yes. False. What do you mean? Obviously, you haven't been watching Instagram <laughs> and TikTok <laughs> and like Dude Perfect. Those guys hit, nail that shot every single time. Still, first and time. Like, I'm like, 
How are they doing? The this? basketball shot off the top of the stadium <laughs> into the middle right. of the field through a <laughs> through a hula hoop right. as it's spinning. Yeah. It only took one take. It's incredible. Yeah, it I mean, is. I know it's attainable because I watch them do it over and over again. No, it is the, not. This is the problem, though. Um, is and, and I see this in my kids a lot. Okay. I see them tackle life with just all, all force. Let's get up and go. All right, nice. And like, That's good. Yeah, it is good. I'm proud of them. Yeah, but it's massively unrealistic. <laughs> You have unrealistic children? Who would have thought? (laughs) Just showing up and picking up a sport on day one does not mean you're going to make varsity. It is not going to happen. You are not going to jump over a bunch of others who have dedicated a lot of time and effort. Yeah, but you just watch a YouTube video and you're done. And, like, that's easy. We're done. Yeah. Yeah. My wife goes and repairs, like, she repairs cars and washing machines what? and dishwashers just by watching a five-minute YouTube How much video. does she charge? <laughs> I got a car that needs new brakes. <laughs> it never works out like the YouTube video, though. Oh, okay. You watch the five minutes, and you're like, yeah, I can do this. 14 hours later, <laughs> like three trips to Lowe's, you're like, why is this so hard? Because it is. Right. Because <laughs> it's hard. And that's how life is. Well, that's... And, and let's jump into this, because that's the first... Thing yeah. that you have to understand if you're gonna pursue your passion and we're saying pursue it we're saying go for it if you if you yeah. have something you're into go for it but just know on day one this is hard work it's gonna take s- some massive action on your part to make your dream come true if you're gonna write a book yep trust me you're not gonna sit down and get it done in a week. No. You know, your 14 <laughs> chapters of, of this great story you want to tell. Right. It's going to take massive, massive work. And I've, I've, I've been writing a book for like six years. Wow. Right? And, What's it and, called? Um, it's actually, you really want to know? <laughs> I haven't decided the title yet, but what, I, what I've done is, I'm, I'm a pastor, right, by trade, so... I wanted to tell the story of Jesus, but if it was happening today. Hmm. Like if Jesus hadn't shown up and now he shows up in 2022. Oh, dang. Or 2023 or whatever year it is that you're watching. You're in a time machine. You didn't know that. Anyway, um, what would it look like? Wow. How would the story of the the wedding feast where Jesus turns water into wine, right? How would that play out today. Wow. Right. So kind of retelling. That. I was kind of hoping I was in your book, but sure. You, you might can, be. You can be about You can Jesus. be Judas. <laughs> <laughs> Judas' name is now Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds about right. <laughs> Hard work. I do like it. Um, and I do know I throw my kids under the I threw my kids under the bus earlier. I love them. I do this too though. Sure. Um, I wa- I really wanted to learn guitar about eight okay. months ago. Really? I've always wanted to learn guitar. Uh, what, weren't you in a band at one point? Yeah, but I sang. Like that's, okay. uh, that's singing is easy. Sing, singing is easy, but guitar is hard. <laughs> guitar. Singing is not easy either. Yeah, all you got to do is show up, and you your and instrument just is built in. Oh. Yeah, and then you just sat there and watched all the instrumentalists and the drummer. Oh, the drummer had it bad, carting their carting their kit in and out. Okay, it was the worst. Anyway, um, learn to play guitar. Right? Okay, it's really hard. Yeah, man. <laughs> like, like not only it's hard, it physically hurts. Oh like, man, my your fingers, fingers start yeah. to hurt, and I just I learned two chords in like a week, and I still couldn't remember them. And you have your right brain and talk with your left brain, and yeah. you're strumming, yeah, yeah. and it's just like this is this is hard. And so now my guitar is collecting dust in the corner of my room because mm-hmm. I decided that passion is not something I'm gonna chase right now. Yeah. <laughs> 
too hard work. It's yeah. it's a lot of hard work. And 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 I do want to say like the hard work doesn't if you really love something and you really are passionate about it, it, it it's still hard work, but it doesn't feel that hard right. because you you love it, you're enjoying it. But there is going to come a point where something in the process of you becoming an expert in this or making money off of something, your pursuit, your, what you're doing, will become hard and will become not enjoyable. Yeah. So you got to know that because hard work uh, means you got to stick with it too, and you got to push through those tough times where, man. I thought writing this thing was going to be so easy, and now I'm like stuck, and I don't have any more ideas of what to write. So how do you push through and get beyond the barriers that you're facing? You know that your wife fixing the thing or whatever. So it's it's hard work, also with relentlessness put behind yeah. it. Well, and I think that's the key. Stay out, stay on it, mm-hmm. and be in it for the long haul, for sure. Um, another danger of chasing your passion is just cost. It's always going to cost you something. Always. I think uh, you have to say yes to so many things, and because of that, you are always saying no right. to something else. Yeah. So for me, I'm just using the guitar as an example. If I'm going to keep doing this, I'm going to have to take something out of my life to be able to continue this. Wasn't willing to do it. Passion went away. Um, right. Like it just went away. Yeah, and you got to walk in with eyes open. Uh, I know my wife is is starting a business, and there's been lots of costs related to that. Cost of time, right? Cost of money. Sure. You know, you you don't start a business without some in, initial investment and continued investment. Right. Right. Uh, so she had to walk in knowing, like, okay, this is this is what it's going to cost me, and am I willing to pay the cost? It's also time. Cost with her husband, sure. You know, and and I and I'm not saying that to complain. I'm very happy for her, and I want her to be successful. And I'm I'm paying a cost too. I'm saying, okay, honey, go do your thing, and I'll go hang out with Kevin at the movies or whatever. (laughs) You know, (laughs) so so there's there's all kinds of costs. There's there's physical costs, right? Maybe you have to stay up late because you the only time you have to work on your passion is Mm. late at night. I've got a friend who started abandoned his architectural business to do ministry but he still had to make ends meet and he also wanted to spend time with his kids so he had to weigh it all and he says okay well my kids go to bed at say 9 30 i don't know the exact time 9 30 so that means i can only work on my ministry and he was doing content creation for kids at 9 30 p.m is when i can start and he would work until two, three, four o'clock in the morning, and then get up at eight to get them ready for school. And you know, and 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 that was the cost he was willing to pay. And he could have complained and said, like, I can't pursue my 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 passion because of these dumb kids and and these responsibilities or whatever. And no, he says, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna have it all. I'm gonna try to have it all, but know what it's gonna cost me. And it cost him physical sleep, right? <laughs> right. I mean, Jesus warns um, his followers of this when he invites his disciples in to know to know the cost. There's going to be a cost to do this, and I think it comes with a lot of wisdom in that invitation to explore what is this going to cost you before you start chasing it. Right. Usually, we don't do that. No. We just jump right in. We're following our yeah. heart, and we're not really we're not really 
weighing the cost, the true yeah. cost of what this is, and then we get we get in trouble. The example Jesus used was was building something. He says, if you're going to build a structure, you're not going to, you have to measure the cost because then you're going to go in and then when you run out of resources, you're not done with the project, mm-hmm. right? So, so if we don't count the cost in pursuing our passion, we're going to get to a point where we can't pursue it anymore. Right. Yeah. And then it's just a half, you know, job done and you're just like, Mm, this doesn't feel good, and now you feel bad about yourself. And I mean, you just go down that spiral. So, counting the cost, I think, is a huge, huge one. And I think Jesus was right. Yeah, huge danger of chasing your passion. A third one is um, this battle for control. Okay. And Break do you remember that, that scene in this movie where the uncle was it? The uncle um, was with the was with the kid yeah, in the yeah. bedroom. It was, it was a, so it was such a great so scene. good, so yeah. good. Um, and there's a line where he says, art versus everything else. Yeah. And he's basically saying, this is your war. This is what now you're going to chase. You're either going to chase your art with your full passion, or you're going to chase everything else. You get to choose. And really, it's this giant warning of how, how a passion can dethrone everything else and take over your life. And right. you better be ready for that. And how are you going to handle that? Is that something you want? And right. if not, prepare yourself for that battle because it's coming. Yeah. Just because you have a passion doesn't mean you have to let it take over your life. No. Right? You can let it take over your life if you want. And Why? then just be about that. And that's fine. Um, I wouldn't do that. But just just know that that thing can easily overpower and, and just take all of your focus away from everything else in your life. And I would argue, I would argue your, your passion, if it, is true, if it is truly your passion, it will always fight for control. Hmm. Always. Interesting. I mean, if, it, if it, this is something that I can let go, then I would argue it's probably not something you're pretty passionate about. But if you're truly passionate about something, it will, it will always fight for your full hundred percent attention and you're going to have to have that battle with it you're going to have to find that balance of bringing others in or else that's all you're going to be do and then you see a lot of people who um, later on in life they're defined by that passion mm. um, and which we'll talk about here in a little bit yeah but that's what that turns into yeah and and and, and that goes into this next thing which is because it becomes your focus and because you, and you're almost saying it's inevitable. Like you have a passion, it's going to take over. Yeah. So then how do you then keep life in balance? Because you still have to shower. You still have <laughs> yeah. to eat. Yeah. You still have to, you know, uh, take care of if you have a family, you have to, you know, have a relationship with people. If you have a loved one. Friends. You have to have friends. Right, right. <laughs> be in so just know that that's going to pull you. Yeah. To be off balance, and and how do you how do you fight that? And I know I, I deal with this this a lot because I I do have some my my passion is is my church mm. and my ministry, and there are times when I feel the pull of having to say yes to everything that the church or the ministry needs, and I'm learning 
to say no, but it doesn't feel good when I say no <laughs> because I know that it's it's this passion that drives me, and I, I could I could do it all day. Sure, right, do it all day, all night, yep. no problem, and and love every minute of it. But I know that's not good for me. Mm-hmm. So, when you feel that tug. How do you try and keep things in, in balance? Well, it's interesting. You get you get any you get any group of guys in a room, <laughs> and I'm not. I'm, I'm this sounds dangerous. Talking about guys, <laughs> you put guys in a room. And you go, okay, well, let's let's do some prayer requests, or let's what's challenging your life right now? What are you trying to? Okay, balance will come up always. Someone <laughs> okay. in that room is going to be is out of balance. <laughs> Man, I just need more balance in my life. It is the go-to thing that that I feel none of us struggle with alone. <laughs> right. Um, I struggle with balance every day. Hmm. Uh, eight hours at work, nine hours at work, ten hours at work. Now I'm off balance. Or going home an hour earlier and I said no to a bunch of work stuff because my kid has a baseball game and now I'm off balance at work. Um, I didn't pray enough. I didn't read enough. I didn't. I didn't study enough. I didn't be in community enough. And I think um, the more things you invite into your life and the more things you chase, the more you're probably going to be off balance. Which is why I think guys are dumb, <laughs> and we're all off balance because we all want to. We, we are doers, right? Yeah. Um, and so I think we get ourselves in trouble. But maybe that's the way it's supposed to be. Maybe that because you know we've talked about. Is it, is it even possible to do it, to do this balancing act well? And and maybe maybe life is just living from one imbalance to the next, <laughs> right? Like that sounds massively <laughs> depressing. Well, but in but, the worst TED but, talk but, ever. But think think about it this way: when you're with your family, yeah, maybe you're so present with your family that all the other stuff doesn't matter. Yeah, but you know that that's gonna conclude. At some point, and then the schedule sends you to church. And yeah. when you're in church, you're present in church, and and you're doing that well, and you're and you're plugged in. And then when that's over, you know you're going to go hang out with your friends. And when you're with your friends, you're present in that moment. And yeah, you could you could look at it as I'm because I'm doing this, I'm not doing the other thing, so it's out of balance. I don't know how how else to live. Mm. That's right? a really good way to look at it. Yeah. And and so so when I'm in the thing. Be in the thing. Be in the thing. Be in the thing. Don't be looking at your phone. Don't be, you know, getting emails and texts from your boss. Right. Th- this is to me is where where I get messed up. And and so when I'm with my wife, be with my wife. When I'm with Kevin filming a podcast, be in that moment, uh, et cetera, et cetera. So I don't know. I I, I think you you <laughs> you've opened my mind to a new reality that I want to explore more. Yeah. Living out of balance, but maybe it's not called that. Maybe it's just living intentionally in the moment. Well, I didn't do anything, Milton. I just called you dumb along with the rest of us. So. <laughs> well, maybe that's all it takes. <laughs> just insult me and I, and I figure out life. <laughs> so hard work, cost, threatening control of your life, taking you off balance. This final one of the danger of chasing your passion is, is it becoming your identity. Yeah. It will define you. Mm-hmm. And... I think we see this a lot at the end of careers now. Fast forward, you you come to the end of a career, maybe you lose your job, um, maybe your children grow up and move out of your house, Mm -hmm. and you're like, oh, I'm not, I've been mom 
for 20 years. Right, right. What am I now? Or, you know, I've been a web designer for 20, I've lost my job, now what do I do? Um, well, you're still you. <laughs> like, there's still things to do. And right. I love going back to what you said. Well, be in the moment. Now you're in a different stage, so balance there, I love that. But chasing that passion, the danger is that it's going to define you. Yeah, and and think about the characters in this movie, especially the main character, Steven Spielberg's character. You know, he he was all about the film. Yeah. And when he wasn't, he didn't know how to be. Mm. He didn't know how to be himself. Right. He had to be about that thing. And I, I'd, I'd love to ask Steven Spielberg someday, and I'm sure he's watching and, and he'll make an appointment <laughs> to talk to me. In the comments, Steven, you can <laughs> yeah. ring the bell. And... But we only know Steven Spielberg as a great director and, and writer, or, you know, a film, a man of film, right? Is that how he wants to be known, mm. right? Is that how he wants to be defined? I know he's a husband. I know he's a father. Yeah. He's, he's other things as well. Um, and, and, and I'm not saying that's bad. I love Steven Spielberg, the filmmaker. <laughs> I love his films. So I'm glad he is who he is. Uh, but at, at some point, I guess we all have to ask ourselves, this passion that I have, do I, is that how I want to be known? Mm. And if it is, great. Do it. Go for it. If it isn't, yeah. then maybe that's not really the passion. Maybe the passion is something else. <laughs> I'm just laughing, <laughs> picturing Stephen's memorial service. <laughs> well, if he calls me, I'll do it. <laughs> someone giving the eulogy of the. Well, he'd have to call me before Steven, he dies. But anyway, <laughs> Stephen Spielberg was a great author, and he's up there going, "What the heck? <laughs> I made Austin Powers for crying no, out loud." No, he did Gold not. <laughs> he did no one not. remembers me. No, he did not. <laughs> we have to fix that. Yeah. Google, Google. That's funny. So. <laughs> Uh, a lot of good stuff in this movie. We, we loved it. It's a yeah. very artful movie. And if you are one that finds yourself chasing your passions, you're going to be very encouraged and inspired uh, by the Fableman. So that's our conversation for today. I hope you enjoyed it. If you, uh, if you did, please ring that bell, hit the like button, and leave a comment. That way we know you're out there. And we'll be back soon with another episode. 